1: Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now
2: it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment, gang. Hang tight. And if you're close to the ocean, hang 10 as well, okay? But we got to bring on Facebook. And we are almost good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, you had an interesting story that is just now publishing. It'll start going out on MHH social media channels here in about an hour when we get off the podcast, but... Old Bleacher Report has a yeah. little bit of a bold prediction relative to one Vic Fangio in a kind of do-or-die year.
3: I, I, we all know that. But, of course, Bleacher Report – pro football focus, you know, pro football network, the outside media outlets don't really cover the Broncos like we do. So they're first tapping into the coaching situation in Denver where they haven't had a playoff season in five years. Vic Fangio went 5-11 and 11 last year. So they had nine bold predictions, Bleacher Report did, for the upcoming season. And one of the predictions, as you'll see in my article that's just published now on MyLightHuddle.com, is that Fangio will be fired. That's not surprising, but fired during the season. The writer of the story says that if the offense doesn't get going and Fangio doesn't take advantage of what's in front of him with this loaded roster, he will be fired sometime in December if the Broncos more than likely will be out of the playoff hunt by then and they won't even wait till next offseason to search for the new head coach. I'm there in the sense that we've been saying for about a year now, anything less than a playoff berth for Denver in 2021 means, you know, deuces for Vic Fangio but during the season that's my reservation about Fangio I think George Payton has enough patience has enough foresight he's not impulsive he's not reckless as he likes to say and I think he'll give him the entire season unless by December Chad the Broncos are just a dumpster fire they're toxic the players have checked out but I don't see that happening I think they will be competitive and they will be in the playoff hunt and I think they're going to give Fangio one way or the other the entire year and then make a call from there
2: yeah, it feels like this team has a little bit, a, kind of a new energy, and I don't know if that's just the, you know, the imprint of a new GM that's coming in and and kind of leaving his mark, making his mark, kind of like picture yourself. Maybe it has something to do with with like being on your toes suddenly because there's a new boss. Like if you, you know, if you ha- if ever had a job where the boss gets changed out, one guy leaves, and they rehire a new guy. Uh, and all of a sudden you went from being kind of very comfortable and confident in your surroundings to being a little bit on your toes because you don't know how this guy, you know, operates. And a lot of times guys get hired and they come into a situation, guy or gal, and they want to justify their jobs. So they start making all these wholesale type of moves. And so it really puts people on edge. That's not what I interpret here. I don't think this is the Broncos, you know, feeling like there's a sword hanging over their necks. I feel like for the first time in a couple of years, they feel like they have this the 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 horses, for lack of a better term, and you know, pun intended there, to actually go make some noise this year. And I think a big part of that too, Zach, is you know, they have some they've they've raised the floor of the quarterback position. So if they swing for the fence with Drew Locke and he is unable to meet expectations, they have Teddy Bridgewater who can come in and keep things plausible. That's the word I'll use, plausible.
3: Yeah, and, you know, Von Miller said it best on Sunday when he talked about the 2021 Broncos outfit. He called them the best team we've had in years. You know, in other words, the deepest roster with the best chance of going back to the postseason and finally getting off the schneid. And as Stu and I were talking about before the pod started, I think even with subpar quarterback play, if they don't acquire Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson by any means, if they go into the season with Bridgewater or Locke, they can overcome them not being the focal point or the strong point of the team, but can they overcome bad coaching? That is where I have my reservation. That's where I think more than anyone else, including the quarterbacks, the coaching the coaching staff from Vic Fangio on down, with very few exceptions, should be on the hot seat. It's win or lose your job. It's really that simple. And that goes for players and coaches alike.
2: Guys, we have a lot to get to tonight. We're super, super stoked. We have the patron saint, the MHH Mount Rushmore superstar. The guy that really kind of helped start this whole thing when it comes to the MHH community, we got Zeus McPeak. Stu, Zeus McPeak in the house with us here tonight. We're going to pick his brain on a couple of these issues. We're going to talk about what Peyton Manning had to say relative to being asked about, hey, would you maybe be interested in purchasing the Denver Broncos if this team gets sold? And then we'll also talk a little bit about what Dalton Reisner had to say, kind of pushing back against some of the stuff Zach and I were just discussing about optimism surrounding the Broncos. Uh, so we're going to grab a stew real quick, though. I want to just run through matters of business lightning quick. Uh, make sure you're connected with us on social media, starting with Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, the main account, at MileHighHuddle, our great producer. You know him as Buona Beast, and co-host, right? He's he's our spot host. He's our he's our relief pitcher, right? On Twitter, though, at John K M H H, my partner here, Zach Kelberman, at NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. Also, follow the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. Either open up the app and search it on Facebook or facebook.com slash Pod. Consider becoming a supporter, if you would. We kindly, humbly ask that you consider that, and you get something out of it. You get a little uh, more access than everyone else does. You get access to Kelberman's Corner every Sunday at noon, Trickle Zone every Saturday at noon, my new show, Broncos Book Club, little something, something. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. Big blue button at the top. Click that. You're in like Flynn. Also, check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. And by the way, this is this is for Nick Kendall and uh, Scott Kennedy. Swag is swagger. Swag, all right, like uh, if you're trying to peddle something, whether it's a little, you know, something you pick up on the street or if it's an article of clothing, this is actually the correct way to do it, my, my dudes. So just for what it's worth, all right? And then, guys, um, pick up a hat. Get a tee. Get a shirt. Get a little something-something. If you're not able to do that, it's all good. Just make sure you're subscribed. Apple Podcast. make sure you're sub. YouTube, make sure you're sub. Like this video. Seriously, guys, that's one of the small things you can do. doesn't cost you anything. That actually helps us out in a big, big way is like this video, especially if you're on YouTube and Facebook And then if you think we're doing a good job, share this video out there. Help us continue to grow, reach new uh, like-minded Broncos fans just like you.
0: Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site
1: Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
2: All right. The man, the myth, the legend, Zeus McPeak has finally made his second appearance on the Huddle Up podcast. Stu, what's going on, dude? Thank you for also actually being, it was kind of a late notice type deal. You stepped in kind of like John, relief pitcher. Here he is, Zeus McPeak. What's going on, bro?
5: Hey, good evening. How is everyone doing? Happy to be here.
2: We've been looking forward to it. We've been looking forward to it. Stu, you, as you know, are uh, near and dear to our hearts. And you're, I would say, a cornerstone member of our community. And we just we, we just love you, dude. All right. Sometimes you just got to tell people how you feel about them. We love Stu McPeak. But, Stu, Yeah, appreciate Down it. to down to business real quick. All right. By the way, I learned something new about Stu today that I did not know before. But I don't necessarily want to air your dirty laundry. That was a very interesting story. Stu, who's gonna own the Denver Broncos one year from now?
5: If I had that crystal ball, I'd be probably a rich man right now. That that's gonna be an interesting, you know, that's gonna be an interesting thing to, to play out. So we'll see. You know, the family seems to be fighting pretty hard on that. So it, it's it's I really don't have a good answer on that one. It'd be nice if it was Peyton Manning, that's for sure.
3: Well, I have three things to say. First of all, thank you so much, Stu, for all you continue to do. Like Chad said, from day one, your continued support is seriously so amazing. My second thing I wanted to say is Zeus, because you deserve that for sure. And and third of all, you know, kind of to, to piggyback off that last question, I know it's tough to answer. I'm not too vested in it that much either, but Stu, who would you like to see on the Broncos of the reported candidates if it was Bezos You know, Elon Musk has been floated, even though I think that's a little improbable. You have uh, Robert Smith, the the billionaire out in Denver. And, of course, you have maybe a potential ownership group involving PFM. So where would you go if you had your druthers?
5: Absolutely, Peyton Manning. Anything that he's going to be involved with, you're going to have a first-class organization, and you know it's going to be all about one thing, winning. And that's what we need in Broncos.
2: This is absolutely true, and for what it's worth, Peyton has, of course, you know, been doing a little media because he's, hello, going into the Hall of Fame this year, yeah. and of course, you had the MLB All Star Game. Everything's going on, and media—we, everyone's gotten a little bit more access to Peyton over the last few days. Good old Mike Cliss of Nine News would uh, be the one to officially pose the question to Peyton about, hey, would you ever concert, uh, consider a role, maybe an ownership role? Here's what he said uh, relative to the question, whether it's a uh, new owner a di- you know, comes in and maybe they want to hire Peyton to be the new John Elway, like the president of football operations. This is me spitballing. Maybe you know, put together an ownership group to be an owner. Quote, living in Denver, I'm a Broncos ambassador, fan, season ticket holder. I've been to every game the past five years, so I'm interested in what's going to happen as anybody because I care about it. Just like I care about the Colts. University of Tennessee. I've gone on a year to year basis in this second chapter. I'm going to try to do this this year, meaning go into the Hall of Fame. I don't go past that because you try different things and maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Look, being part of the game is important to me. I found different ways to be involved with it. To watch film with Joe Namath and Raymond Berry. I mean, that's a dream come true for a football junkie like me, but I'll always be a part of the Colts and Broncos organizations in some way but I'm interested in what's gonna happen I haven't said no to anything officially forever I've just said no to some things each year the next year maybe things change so who knows what will happen in that close quote so Stu he kind of went from slamming the door to opening it up just a little bit at the very end saying I said no this year but ask me again next year
5: yeah that was an open ended answer for sure Peyton's a smart man, and he knows how to talk with the media. And, and you don't want to say no to anything. Would he jump at the option and then the opportunity? Absolutely. So, you know, you don't want to just say no, and, and then all of a sudden the opportunity comes up, and then, you know, you look kind of goofy all of a sudden jumping on it. So he's, he's a smart man, and he absolutely knows how to play the politics in it as well.
3: That's Exactly.
2: Grab, uh, grab, Michaela, and then what, I mean, whatever you got from from for Zeus.
3: No, I'm just really surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised, Michaela, because that's why you're the Duchess, and you are so amazing as well. But still, look what you do. I mean, look at the power that you you know behold to this podcast. But I wanted to bring it a little more current to the Broncos quarterback situation and gauge how you feel about it. Get off Peyton Manning for just one second. I know Chad probably has a question about that as well about the Broncos ownership. How do you surmise so far how Denver has handled the Drew Lock, Teddy Bridgewater battle, the Aaron Rodgers rumors, you know, the Sean Watson interest? How would you go forward? Where Are you a lock, pro lock guy? Are you okay with Bridgewater? How, what's your read on the Broncos quarterback situation?
5: I'm all about making sure you have the right pieces for the future. I mean, it is about now and it's about winning Super Bowls, but you also have to look past just this year. So if you, if you have two good, capable quarterbacks at the battle for it, I'm gonna go with the guy who has more potential, not just for this year, but for the future. You know, obviously you want the right man for the job, but the team that they have stacked this year, I don't think the quarterback's the most important piece. I really think it's gonna come down to coaching. That's gonna be the most important part this year, hands down. I think if it's Drew or if it's gonna be Teddy, either one of them are gonna be capable enough with the, the team they have this year. I think they can do do real good things, but coaching's gotta either bring this team up or they're gonna bring them down.
2: Michaela just real quick love you thank you can't wait to meet you in person in September that just means the world to us you know that so thank you very much my
5: friend rock star right there
2: very much so very much so uh so now Zeus it sounds like in a perfect world you would want this to end up going to Drew as far as you know who ends up winning the competition in your heart of hearts sounds like you prefer the guy whose ceiling's a little bit higher But what is your gut telling you so far through, you know, the entire OTAs is now in the books. We're now less than – well, we're two weeks away from training camp. Which way do you feel like it's going? Because I threw out there a couple weeks ago the notion that, hey, you know, fans, even even optimists like Zach and myself who expect to see Drew take a step forward in year three, any of us who are optimistic in Drew, if we are expecting to see him come back from the NFL summer – and suddenly look like, you know, Peyton Manning just dicing up this legitimate defense and, you know, just vanquishing Teddy in the dust. I think we're in for – Stu, thank you for the super chat, bro. Love you. love
3: <laughs> Stuception, It's incredible.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, people would be disappointed because I think Drew, at least in training camp, is going to be a little up, a little down, and he'll – however it comes out in the wash, that wash won't be known till preseason. So based on what you've seen so far, which way do you think this thing is headed at quarterback?
5: I think everyone wants it to be Drew, but I think if you really were going to put him up against each other, Teddy's the best quarterback today for this right now. But, you know, it's always easy. They could put Teddy in, you know, for a few games. Something happens. It's easy to put Lock in after the fact, and then he's going to go off like a, you know, a bullet train. You put Lock in to begin with, and something happens, you pull him, you're kind of destroying his confidence, you know, for the year, maybe forever. Who knows? So, so it's a tough call. If, if I see that Teddy's a little bit better than Drew, I'm going to put Drew in because of the potential piece. You know, he's got a good 12, 15 years to go where Teddy's, you know, he's well into his career and I don't think his ceiling he's, he's at his ceiling.
3: It, It begs the question for me now, Stu, to ask you, give me a record prediction, 17 games now, one prediction with Drew Locke and one prediction with Teddy Bridgewater.
5: Oh, boy, that's tough. Okay. Uh, Drew Locke, I say, well, you know, really, to me, it comes down to coaching. You know, I mean, you, I guess you have to go three scenarios if we have good coaching or not. <laughs> yeah. Let's but, assume we hey,
3: do, God willing.
5: Yeah. So I, I say with Teddy, we, we may win one more game than with Drew. I, I guess it depends on the leaps that, you know, Drew is going to make this year. But so I'll say with uh, Teddy, maybe 10 and 7, Drew 9 and 8. Very fair. Interesting. And, and, and like I said, if the coaching goes to the whole next level, then I, I think you're going to add another win or two on, to, on that.
2: Okay, my last one for you, Stu, and then we will cut you loose for tonight. So the notion that, you know, we've all been hoping that Drew was going to get some kind of coaching continuity, and they ended up, of course, holding on to Pat Shermer. He's going to have the same coordinator and QB coach and playbook for the first time in many, many years and we then project that to have some modicum of positivity and impact on his play. Conversely, Pat Shermer getting Drew back for the second year, getting this collection of talent that he basically had foisted upon him at the last minute right on the doorstep of the season. Now he's had that whole year, which was very trial and error. He's had the whole offseason, which he said just a couple weeks ago that the OTA process – Provided the team work, uh, with, what was it, Zach, a quarter or half a season's worth of reps, actually, is what I think he said. So that being the case, are you, because you're emphasizing coaching, and we're right here with you, we agree with you that that's going to be a critical part of whether this team succeeds. Do you expect to see Pat Shermer, because of those factors, take a step forward in his second year here?
5: He better. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, to have that continuity and have all the same players back, it, it has to be better, you know, but how much better is, is going to be, you know, the question, you yeah. know? So uh, if they don't make it this year with everything that, you know, that the organization's giving given them, uh, yeah, they're going to wipe this coaching staff out. So uh, they have a fabulous team. They're decked at all levels, you know, in the defense, I think, I'd be surprised if they're second to anybody.
3: See, so that's what I wanted to ask you really quickly. We talked about it before in the open about the bleach report prediction. What's for you? Is there the barometer for Fangio? Is it a winning record? Is it a playoff berth? What does he have to do to keep his job and avoid the pink slip this season it's to you?
5: To me, he has to make a playoff berth. And this is, he's been given too many tools, he's been given too many opportunities. Like you said, the continuity, he's gotten to keep all the, the coaches that he's wanted to keep they've continued to stack this organization if you have granted the quarterback is a huge piece but you have two very capable quarterbacks and whomever you put in there and with the the team they have there's no absolutely no excuse that they come out not getting to play up birth it, it depending on you know there's a severe injury or some sort but uh, this just it's to me it's coaching coaching coaching
2: Well, hey, that it. sounds familiar <laughs> it does. right there with you uh, again dude love you appreciate you thanks for everything that you, you do for the show for mile high huddle in you know in general and thanks for making some time for us my friend we'll look forward to getting you on the show again in the in the near future we'll see what the remaining summer has to has to say about that but again you made time for us on short notice so thanks my friend always great catching up with you
5: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate everything you do for us fans. And as busy as I am, you're my one source of information, and I absolutely appreciate you guys, all, all of you guys. So thank you.
2: All right, Love buddy. You, appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you in the chat. We'll see you on Twitter. We'll see you on Facebook. Follow Stu on Twitter, at Stuart McPeak, and you will be glad that you did. Stu, have a good night. Give our best to your family.
5: All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, right, brother. About Let appreciate
2: them hate you. all right there he goes zeus mcpeak love him he's he's uh today too i liked he was very to the point right just boom this is what it is boom this is what it is and coaching i mean you it was a good way to open the show zach bringing up your article that just published that hey vic fangio should be on a relative hot seat not so much that it's like you know um distracting him but to a point where It's motivating him because this is a stat team. And even though there's a little uncertainty and a little lack of clarity at quarterback, man, this team on paper, and I know championships are not won, playoff bursts are not earned on paper, but they're loaded for bear.
3: I think I finally got it. Stu is the superstar. That's what he is. He's the number one superstar on the entire show. That that befits what he really done for us. I mean, sending a super while he's interviewing with us and while he's coming on the show. That is that is Zeus McPeak right there. But I, I actually tend to disagree a little bit, Chad. I think it should be burning his posterior, Vic Fangio. What is the excuse to tight leap on what Stu said? Really. Even with the quarterbacks, you have a capable veteran in Teddy Bridgewater and a guy with the ceiling left in Drew Locke. You have a defense that Vic Fangio got to hand-assemble and fortify this coming season, hand-pick his coaching staff, continuity, a lighter schedule. Really? I mean, there's no excuse as to why he shouldn't win at least nine games this coming season. Or, here's your pink slip, Vic. See ya.
1: Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America: hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
2: On that topic of optimism and what's you know what can this team achieve in 2021, I want to bring up this piece that Luke Patterson published yesterday on uh, something Dalton Reisner had to say relative to you know you got outlets like PFF which surprised us all, and granted it was just one rider at PFF, and forgive me, I can't remember which guy it was, but that ranked Denver's roster in the top ten, only uh, three other AFC teams were ranked higher. You know, There's some hype, and some of that, Zach, is to be expected. Every team gets a little boost of optimism and hype before the season, even those who've been in the NFL doldrums. But this is what Dalton Reisner had to say about that when he was asked after holding his uh, Reisner Up football camp and stuff out at his hometown of Wiggins, Colorado. And make sure, Zach, uh, you can hear this.
4: Opinion: I don't care about all the talk. I can care less how good our team's supposed to be. I can care less about our draft picks. I can care less about how good everyone thinks we're going to be. It's, a, it's about time we quit talking and we go out and do it. We've talked the last two years and we've won six games and five games. It's unacceptable. So I don't care about all the talk. I care less what anyone has to say about how good we're going to be. I don't care. That's not proven until we go out there and do it. So my mindset, for me personally, and I think everyone on our team thinks this way, is let's go out there and be better football players. Let's go out there and win some football games. And then we can talk. Then we can talk about how great that draft pick was. Then we can talk about how great the offensive line has come together, how great Drew Locke's plan how great the defense is. Until then, it's just numbers. It's just stats. It's just, hey, we got this good guy. He's supposed to be good. This defense is going to be really good. Or, hey, this O-line is supposed to be really good. Or whatever it may be. I don't, I could care less. I'm trying not to get too passionate about it. But let's go out and win football games. Let's quit talking. Let's go out there and be about it. That's going to be nine, my number one rule for training camp and for this season is don't talk about it. Go out and do it. And then when you go out and do it, then you can talk about it and you can enjoy it. You never want to be the guys that talk about it all the time and you always fall short.
2: Okay. So. This to me is very, very refreshing, even though it comes off as a little bit like stick in the mud. At the same time, hey, Reisner's tired of hearing about all the potential and this. he's like, look, let's, we just got to go out there and in what is the ultimate production based business, we got to produce. Then come holler at us about this, that and the other.
3: Well, I also think he blacked out from his rookie year and left off a game. He said six wins. So uh, I understand what he's talking about, though. It's, it's follow and, and judge a team and judge a person, judge a player, judge a teammate, judge a friend based on their actions, not based on their words. And he's right. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Go out there and win football games. Don't say we're going to have the no-fly zone 2.0. Don't say we're going to get back to NFL relevancy. Just go out there and do it. And there's no reason why they shouldn't do it. So I, I – to me, and I, I would assume that others are like me in that locker room. Chad, I respond to this kind of talk a lot more fervently than I would if he was you know giving me platitudes and cliches. If he was just spouting off BS that I could see through easily, oh well, you know, we're zero and zero and everyone's excited, there's an optimism in the building. No, don't I don't want to hear any of that right now. I want to hear how the, the brutal truth about how it's been the last couple of years, it's not good enough. They've won uh, seven and five, 12 games in, in two years that he's been a part of the roster or whatever it is. And, and it's not good enough for what the the championship pedigree and the expectation that Pat Bolin instilled. It's the first thing they see when they go into the facility. It's the standard that Pat Bolin set. And he doesn't want to hear anyone pro or con. Talk about it. Just be about it. Be about it.
2: This is what, and by the way, this is courtesy of George um, uh, Stoya, excuse me, I I didn't want to mispronounce his name, of the Colorado Springs Gazette. Uh, These are from his tweets. I want to grab what he had to say real quick about, he
4: talks a little bit more in depth about Drew. Well, I think he's done a lot of great things. I mean, he's done everything right. You know, he, he stayed here this off season. He knocked her down. He did a ton of uh, study, uh, film tape with Peyton Manning, uh, worked out every single day, was there early. I was there with him most days. Um, so, man, he's done everything right. But like I just mentioned, you, you got to go out there and be about it. So now it's his time to go out there and be about it. And I have full faith in him. I've always had full faith in him. I think he can do that. Um, he's had full faith in me. I love when my teammates have faith in me. It's not doesn't feel good when your teammates don't. So we need to come together as a team, rally behind him. I think that will help him transform into being the player that we know he can be this year. So everything he did was the preparation for the race. The, the race is about to start. Come training camp here in two weeks, the race starts. We'll see where we finish at the end of the year.
2: Zach, it's interesting the way he frames that because something that Jake Plummer told me uh, last week, I can pull up the exact quote here, but he told me that Drew needs to assert himself <clears throat> more uh, strongly as the leader. And he even like talked about what that means, like what that would look like going around to your guys and saying, hey, I'm the leader of this team. This is my team. We're going to go out. We're going to bust some heads open. We're going to win some football games. Are you with me? Are you ride or die? Because it kind of ties in a little bit to how – Reisner kind of postured that, that when we get back to camp, we all need to rally around Drew. It's, I don't know if this is just because it's his b- close buddy and his former you know rookie camp roommate and all that stuff, but Reisner continues to speak as if Drew's the man, as if this is, for lack of a better term, still Drew's team.
3: But see, he started giving, just as I said, he started giving that kind of, you know, not to say BS, but that cliche, those platitudes. And then he said what the blunt truth was. We can say he's prepared. We can say he's going to take a leap, but it's up to Drew to go out there and do it because the implication that he was providing there was what he gave last year. Locke wasn't good enough, and he has to be good enough this year. And he can do what he wants the offseason, and he's done that to prepare. He's looks like a better quarterback. He's trained like a better quarterback, but like Reisner said, the real bullets start flying in a couple of weeks. Be about it. Then walk the walk. Then don't talk the talk, then lead with your actions and not your words. And it also starts with Reisner as well. I and mean, we can't ignore the fact that he was pretty spotty much of last season. And I want that type of mentality. He has to step up as a leader as well in the offensive side, who is the leader? Of the offensive locker room chat, who is the mouthpiece on there? At least the offensive line. It's not Garrett Bowles. It's you know, it's no longer Juwan James who was never there. It's not Cushionberry. It's not Graham Glasgow. So I want one guy to step up and be the guy who doesn't BS them, to be the guy who keeps them in that mindset of, listen, one snap at a time, one game at a time. Don't say it with your mouth. Do it with your play. That's what we need.
2: Well, said. let's grab this super chat from the very, very patient Edward Keating. Thank you for that generosity, my friend. You know, we appreciate your support. Your T-shirt has shipped, so you should be seeing that any day now, my friend. He says, no question, just wanted to show some love. Well, thank you. We're feeling it. Thanks, Chad and Zach. Deborah Broncos for life. Lock 2021. Let them hate. And hashtag state of being. Really means a lot. Thanks, Edward. Don't forget to send us that selfie when you get your your swag, dude. We'll put that up on, on Instagram. You know that. Um. All right. So, Zach, back to the topic at hand. Dalton Reisner, what is your expectation for him this year? Because last season, after a very encouraging and I would say impressive at times rookie campaign, he kind of took a little bit. Of, I wouldn't necessarily say a step back. It was he just didn't take that big step forward. And you go, well, you know, yeah, that's because he was trying to nurse along this rookie center that was just getting his lunch handed to him on a day-in and day-out basis, and that's partly true. But then the flip side of that coin, Zach, is on his left side, he had a top-five left tackle handling his business. So, to me, it devolves more back onto Dalton himself. I think, yep. you know, he dealt with a few injuries, still Iron Man, it, you know, still showed up, started all sixteen. But what, that being said, are your expectations for Reisner in year three?
3: I think you, you made a good point there. I mean, to his left, he had Garrett Bowles, who was a, a top three left tackle. But to his right, he had he was breaking in a rookie center, and that's the quarterback of the offensive line. And with the the actual quarterback being streaky, whether it was Locke, Driscoll, or Brett Rippen. So I think with continuity, with some rep- repetition, some chemistry, no injuries, and hopefully better coaching and better uh, technique, I think he can be what he was in 2019, which was a future boon, a future starter, a cog, a guy you build around. And maybe he'll never be an all-pro in the NFL, but a multiple-year starter, potential guy you can flirt with the Pro Bowl, under Mike Munchak's guidance. It comes down to like everything else, though. It's not all on one person. It's an entire hopefully smooth operation on offense and starts the quarterbacking and coaching. And it kind of trickles its way down after that. I don't think though, to answer the question more directly, Reisner will be worse than last year. I think he'll be markedly better. I just don't know if that means all-star or just a good season.
2: I'd like to think he's going to be better because I think Lloyd is going to take a step forward. And if Lloyd doesn't, you know, you got Quinn Miners champing at the bit to jump in and, and truck some dudes. Plus, I do expect, although I don't know this, I do expect Bowls to continue playing at a very high level this year. So that should mean good things for old Dalton Reisner. Let's grab JT, one of our longtime bona fide Mount Rushmore superstars from across the pond. What is up, dude? How you doing, bro? He says, I can't wait to speak with you guys next week. We're looking forward to that. He says, just dropping in to show some love. I'll listen after the fact. Much love. Right back at you, brother. Hope the baby's doing well. Hope the family's doing well. Thank you for your support.
3: Yeah, I can't wait to speak with you as well, JT. We'll see you uh, next week.
2: All right. And I'm going to shout out all of the Facebook stars here in just a second, John. But let's grab Willie here. Appreciate the super chat from a superstar. John needs his own show. Make it happen. We have confirmed this is not John's burner account. All right, Willie, since he did appear on the show, we can confirm this is a real human being. But we got uh, some things we're kicking around, Willie. Really trust. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. We got some things uh, in mind for when we roll out our, our YouTube membership program. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Real quick here. I want to catch up on a few, including Dante. Thank you, Dante. Good to see you. He says, my girlfriend got me a Patrick Sertan second jersey for my birthday. Nice. going to rock it at the Broncos Chargers game at SoFi. Keep up the great work, fellas. Very nice. That is a good woman. You better hold on to that one, Dante.
3: Just as PS two will hold on to a Justin Herbert ball, he'll pick off and a Broncos win that day, Dante. So I hope you're there to see that and enjoy that.
2: That's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to of this season is how the Broncos ultimately choose to utilize Patrick Sertan. You know, are they just going to line him up on the boundary and let him go to work? Or are they going to use him as kind of a matchup DB where? He might be on a boundary. He might play some nickel. He might play some safety, you know, line up one-on-one, be in a Talib to versus Jimmy Graham circa 2013 and try and shut down some of these prolific tight ends in the AFC West. Claude, what's up, dude? Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for your support, as always, my
0: friend
1: Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Um, all right, real quick here. Chaos the Lazy
2: Monarch. A newer name on, on Strogue. Oh, it is Rogue. Okay, I guess I got to read a little bit farther than the name. Josh, what's up, dude? You changed your handle. You know that that kind of thing throws me for a loop, dude. Good to see you. Uh, new name now and glad to catch the pod after a long, a long time away. Chad and Zach hope all is well. Is the season here yet? Hashtag let him hate. Not quite, but it's coming, dude. Two weeks till camp. And, I mean, obviously one month from the very first preseason game. And then the the season season will be here before you know it. But for us, Zach, the whirlwind and the grind and getting consumed in the day-to-day news cycle covering this team, that really starts for us July twenty eighth.
3: It never ends either. It's a year-round business, Chad, and we're constantly covering the team. But yeah, I mean, training camp is starting. There's still the Aaron Rodgers rumors out there. And and two weeks in, in NFL terms, might as well be two hours. It'll be here before you know it. And I'm so excited. Football is right around the corner. I miss it badly.
2: Josh, it's great to see you, my my friend. I hope uh, things have been good. hope you've been busy and taking some time away and maybe enjoying your summer. Kane Dawson, what's going on, brother? Another great superstar. He says, how blessed are we as a fan base to not have to worry about our kicking game year in and year out and to have great kickers from McManus or McMoney, as he puts it, to David Treadwell. Yeah, let's not forget about Jason Elam, right? The most consistent kicker this team has ever had. But McManus, I mean, guys, this is where we're at. We're so far into the NFL summer. We're celebrating Brandon McManus. That's where we're at.
3: A couple months ago, we were tearing him apart for the NFL PA stunt with Juwan James. And it's funny how, like you said, we get to the doldrums and we're kind of reaching here. Is it a hot take to say, though, that McManus doesn't belong in Elam territory? No, I don't think so. Not quite. He's got a ways to go on that, Zach. I'm right there with you. I think Elam was much more reliable, especially in mile high. He And McManus was for a while. He's still a really good kicker, but I, I great I don't know.
2: I know. I want to see – I just want to see him be more consistent because last year I think he led the NFL in kicks made from 50, which is admirable, you know, tip your cap to him. But I want to see those kicks be more automatic in the clutch. He's gotten to a point the last two, three years, Zach, where when the chips are down – I mean, you could argue, that oh, you never know when a kicker and the chips are down, what's going to happen And there's some truth to that, but the truly great ones, the best kickers of all time, you can mostly set your watch to them whether the chips are down or not, and that's a, a consistent consistency beat that I don't think McManus has quite mastered yet, and that's what's left for him to do in order to kind of cement what legacy he ultimately leaves as a bronco when it's all said and done.
3: You know what, though, because it is July 14th and we're 35 minutes in. Guys, I mean, or Chad, too, how would you rank these three kickers, Elam, Matt Prater, and McManus, in what order?
2: Yeah, Prater. I mean, I would actually put uh, Prater ahead of David Treadwell. I would put him ahead of Rich Carlos as well, the barefoot kicker. I would go Elam number one, Prater number two, mm -hmm. Carlos number three, Treadwell number four, then I probably put McManus. I put McManus in the top five, but hmm. yeah, for me, for me, it is Elam Prater, Carlos. And again, as myself and Stu, we were talking about this before we went live, being children of the '80s. We can remember Carlos. We can remember Treadwell in those in those years. But Elam, man, he was Adam Vinatieri before there was an Adam Vinatieri.
3: Yeah, if we're if we're pairing it down to three, I'm still going Elam Prater, McManus, easy. All
2: right, top star senders for today so far. Thanks to each and every one of you. Claude with a very, very generous thousand stars. Scott Allred, Kevin Carrillo, Andrew Lamp, Jarrell Jones. That's a newer name I don't recognize. Zebulon Omega has descended from space after battling the Romulans, and here he is. Kevin, what's up, buddy? Andrew Baker, and the legend himself, Gary Leeds Palmer. Thanks to each and every one of you guys. Uh, We are, as you know, we have a goal set on Facebook Help us reach 500,000 stars. Each one of you have, have done your your share on that today. And when we reach 500,000, we're giving away a Von Miller jersey. So, And it goes only to those who do support what we're doing here with the stars. So the more you've starred leading up to that goal, the more tickets you have in the raffle, so to speak, to potentially win
3: that. So thanks, you guys. Thanks to every single one out there. It's always encouraging to see multiple rows, Chad. You know, I mean, look how oh, different yeah. – different level of superstars and most of them also support on different platforms as well. I mean, supering and just interacting with us, you guys truly, truly incredible.
2: All right. We are at 38 minutes and tonight we got to kind of keep it a little bit tight because I've got some things going with family. I'm traveling today and I have a few things in the, in the wind, so to speak, John, is there anything that we have missed out on here? Um, I want to make sure we, Oh, Oh, Yeah, Andrew, there he is. I was just going to click on him. Thank you for that, Andrew. You have really become, especially lately, man, just consistent. I know you've been with us a long time, but lately you've just been very, very consistent. We appreciate you. Hey, let us send you out a T-shirt as a small thank you for your support. Send us an email. uh, Milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Give us your deets. Give us your T-shirt size and your address. We'll get one right out to you. He says, random question, if you could sit and have a beer with a current Bronco player, who would it be? And then he hashtags, hashtag MHH,
3: get Rogers, Zach, who would it be? Well, I wouldn't get in the car after with Melvin Gordon. I know that for sure. I think Drew Locke would be pretty fun to drink with. I think Von Miller, obviously, is pretty fun to drink with. And Alexander Johnson, who, who doesn't want to get drunk with a guy who acts like a dinosaur, you know, for a living? So I think those are the three guys that come to mind. Um, I'm going with Von, though. I mean, guy's just a clown in a good way.
2: You know, we were just talking about him. I'm going to say Dalton Reisner because I think he would give you a run for your money. I know he just said a beer, but if you're going to get after it with one of the Denver Broncos, you know, sit down at the at the bar, that would probably be Dalton Reisner. You'd probably end up with a really fun night. Not to say that Dalton necessarily, you know, tries to tie one on whatnot. But (laughs) Dalton Reisner would be my answer, Andrew. But thank you, my friend. Interesting question. Shaking things up a little bit. Uh, Zeus, you the man, dude. Never ceasing to amaze that the superstar. Thank the you superstar. man, I'm gonna trip over that. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let that be your thing because if I try to say it, I'll, be, I'll end up saying something that doesn't sound like it should. <laughs> I almost already did that so I'm using that term sparingly. Um. All right, Kevin, now that you guys are talking about the coaches, it feels like the Broncos play calling hasn't evolved in past years. Seems like it's easy for whoever we play against. They figure it out quickly. Yes, absolutely. Play calling, coaching, X's and O's, at least on offense, has been, has left much to be desired. And I think the best that we've seen post Super Bowl 50, if you throw out that 2016 year, because, you know, that Broncos offense was still relatively solid with Kube and Rick Dennison, despite it being Trevor Simeon and you know, uh, Pax and Lynch starting those games. If you throw that season out, I would actually say rich Scangarello gave us our most respect. maybe Billy Musgraves last year when he was the full time coordinator, not just the interim replacing a fired Mike McCoy. So that was 2018. That was Keenum. I don't know. It'd be a toss up to me, Zach, between 18 and this and, uh, Scangarello's year, but that's how bad it's been. Uh, a big part of that is quarterback and developing and not being obvious and not telegraphing what you're doing. But hopefully that's why we were talking about with with Stu is you know, the continuity thing. Yes, that you expect that to favor a quarterback having coaching continuity. Let's hope it also favors the coaches having personnel continuity.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can knock the Broncos for the quarterback gaffes the last couple of years, but just listen to the names you rattled off. Look who they've had at offensive coordinator or leading the charge on offense: Rick Dennison and Mike McCoy and Bill Musgrave and now Pat Shermer. These are all relics from the past. These are all coaches that don't or haven't gotten on board with what 2021 NFL offensive football is. There is no creativity. And there's no ingenuity to it. And I think any quarterback last year would have suffered under the yoke of Pat Shermer because he wasn't calling plays conducive to any player's success on offense. And and that's why, Chad, it wasn't like every player but Drew Locke thrived last year. Like it wasn't like, you know, Noah Fant thrived and Jerry Judy thrived and KJ Hamler thrived. None of them thrived. So when you look in the mirror and you and you want to point the finger at one person well who's in charge of all of them including the quarterback that would be pat Shermer, and that's why we've been saying if you want to get on drew lock fine but you have to also acknowledge that the coaching was far far from acceptable last year
2: all right john i want to grab this one from dale and then kenneth patterson has a question and then i think we got to call it for tonight i got to cut this one a little bit short tonight gang uh dale love you bro how you been hope all is well he says i'm late but made it Hope all is well. I'll watch the first part of the pod tomorrow. I hope I can make one game this year. Hashtag, I miss football. Well, Dale, if you're going to make one game, make sure that game you make is September 26, week three, Denver Broncos home opener, New York Jets, Zach Wilson rolling into town. We're going to be there. It'd be fun to uh, shake your hand, my friend. It really would. So try and make that week work.
3: Appreciate seeing you, though, Dale. You popping through, as always.
2: Kenneth Patterson says Manning mentioned the Colts several times. Is he prepping to go into the Hall as both? Um, well, they are. Go- you go into the Hall as both. You know, this isn't the old days where if you played for multiple teams and you're going into the Hall, you you know go in as a Bronco as opposed to a Viking if you're Gary Zimmerman or something. That's not really it. Peyton Manning is a Colt, and Peyton Manning is a Bronco. And one thing you got to keep in mind, Kenneth, is he is a media maestro. Like he knows how the sausage gets made on that side of things, especially post career. I mean, he's been in media, he's been doing Peyton's Places, amongst other things. And so he knows that these little quips, like even though he's talking to Mike Kliss of Nine News, that that information is going to quit whatever he says in this moment in response to this question, despite it being a Denver sourced media it's going to go out on the newswire. It's going to get aggregated by national sites. It's going to get aggravated by local sites. And so he has to be a diplomat. He has to genuflect Zach to the Colts fans that rooted for him for 14 years in Indianapolis, as much as he does Broncos fans. And it might be hard for sometimes for Broncos fans to, to uh, swallow that, but you got to remember from a legacy perspective, when people walk in and see Peyton Manning's bust in Canton you know, he's a colt and he's a Bronco, so he has to you know pay homage and, and tribute to both of those aspects of his his legacy.
3: Yeah, I was going to say he's a media maven, but he's also a PR pro. And if he wants any future in the NFL, I mean, to get into ownership or a front office executive role, it might not be in Denver. He might want to go back to the Colts, and he couldn't do that if he burned that bridge and only went in with the Broncos. So he's savvy enough and smart enough and and a good businessman enough to know that even if his heart is with Denver and i don't i kind of doubt that i think he, he started his career in Indianapolis attained a lot of success there won a title with them and even though he had a a wonderful send off in Denver set records there as well it's not solely 100% orange and blue in his heart he has orange and white for the Colts as well So I think he will go in because, like you said, Chad, it's a formality. Even though the investment you can tell a little more with Denver, he's after training camp practices more. I mean, he's interning on Twitter more and doing these social media stunts with them more. Um, But I think from a business point of view, like Chad said, you can't alienate your former employer completely. You can't burn those bridges, and Peyton's smart enough to know that.
2: Well, and also he maintains his residence in Denver, right? So that, that makes him feel... And I think for fans too, like he's ours, right? Like he belongs to to Broncos country and he will always belong to Broncos country, but it's kind of like when there's a divorce, right? Like you love your dad, but you also love your mom. You're kind of stuck in the middle, right? You just got to make the best of it and, uh, you know, try and have and forge as as good a relationship with both as you can. But guys, I'm sorry to do this to you. We got to cut tonight's episode a little bit short. Albert, glad to hear that you and Michelle will be there September 26th. Looking forward to meeting and seeing you guys again. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, shout out to Stu. We love Zeus McPeak. Zach, I'll let you say it when you when you sign us off here. But make sure you're following Stu on Twitter, at Stuart McPeak. All right? And uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. It'll be a traditional hour-long podcast. Sorry for cutting it off a little bit tonight. But, Zach, sign us off, bro.
3: Yes, sir. Chad, have a great rest of your night uh, with your family. It's the huddle up podcast. Be sure to follow the huddle up podcast on Twitter at huddle up pod. You can follow the main account at mile high huddle. Uh, follow Chad on Twitter. As you can see at Chad and Jensen, you can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. You can follow John our producer Buana Beast at John K M H H. Oh, we have a last-minute super from Willie, $2 super. Thank you so much, Willie. Good to see you. He has a freaking statue, Broncos for Life, the Broncos for Life, though, about Peyton. Always. He'll always be a Broncos for a Broncos legend for life. He'll always be a great player, but we can't ignore the fact that some of this history is rooted in, in Indianapolis. And uh, we all have to like chats that just come to terms with that. We appreciate you, Willie. Uh, be sure guys, if you haven't already facebook.com slash mile huddle pod, like the page, follow the page. Also facebook.com slash mile huddle. Big blue button to become a supporter. Kelberman's Corner, Broncos Book Club, Trickles on exclusive content. More coming soon. I promise you guys get in on that. Also, huddleuppod.com and get your sh- swag. It's swag, guys. Uh, hat, t shirt, whatever, have you. Get it out there. Also, please, please, if you don't do any of those, we completely understand, we completely acknowledge that. Just one, subscribe, two, like, and three, share helps us grow exponentially, more than we can tell you, more than we appreciate. But we are off until tomorrow night, Chad. We will see you guys, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care. Thank you again, Zeus. Take care. And as always, go Broncos.
1: You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.